Christianese Hot Topic. Thank you, Barb. Uh, as always, your fingers are magical the way you play the organ there. Um, and I, I just attribute it to it being a God thing. That's I'm glad you said that, Dan. Yeah. Because one of my least favorite <laughs> Christianese phrases yes, sir. is when people identify something that they consider unique as a God thing. It's a God thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. You know, this happened and this happened, and uh, we were going to lose a lot of money, but then the Lord saved us a bunch of money, and I don't know, it's just like a God thing. You know, just like a, just like a God thing, so... Because what you're saying is it's all a God thing, right? All the things are God things. Yeah, yeah. correct, correct. Your levels are looking good, by You are theological swine! <laughs> They're all God things! <laughs> okay, what was that word again? On theological? Ah, uh, theological. Ah, uh, theological. Uh. I get what people are saying, and I'm working yes. really hard to be less curmudgeonly because the Lord is not pleased with my curmudgeonosity. I agree, and I tend to be a very cynical person. Yes. Uh, and so I have to police that as well, but there are times where it's fun to just let loose. But every time I hear somebody say that, I'm like <laughs> internally grimacing, and it's like, don't, don't you? Nope. It's not no. worth it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't be that guy. Don't say it. Don't How are you? How are you, Jared? Dan, I am... Sleepy? Really? Why is that? I'm sleepy. So, unexpectedly, yes. in the Lord's providence. So, it's a funny thing. Like, a God thing happened this week. <laughs> oh, really? Unexpected God thing. <laughs> Just totally. Yeah. That's uh, what I've heard. Dropped in my lap. Yeah. Um, we, uh, be careful how many details I give here. We were placed with another foster child, unexpectedly. That is so awesome. Last week. That is so awesome. Um, which is incredible. Yeah. And uh, there's just something, there's something so weird and wonderful about a DCFS worker delivering a baby to your house. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you go from zero to 60. Like, there's no pregnancy. In this case, there was no, we weren't on any list. We weren't looking for this. There's there's not even, like, the ability of anticipation. It's, uh, you get a phone call. You got 15 minutes to make a decision. You try to, as best you can, project how this decision is going to impact your life and mm-hmm. whether you have the ability to provide all the care this child needs. Mm-hmm. You say a quick prayer. We usually call one person to make sure we're not out to lunch. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we said yes. So That's okay. Tell me, DC Department of Children and Family Services, which Department is LA of, County's okay. like uh, CPS, Children's Protective Services. Wow. Um, so I think we talked about this before. LA County has the largest foster care system. 22,000 kids. 30,000. Oh my gosh. A um, lot, of, lot of needs, a lot yeah. of opportunities. Um, but, you know, by the way, I think we forgot to say um, this is a hot topic. Hot topic, hot everybody. Topic. Hot topic. Hey, by you the way, topics that are hot. We haven't we haven't been here for like a week, so we apologize. Yeah, we're sorry about that. But we're sorry about life that. happens. Life happens. Like, so continuing. Sometimes there's just God things stack up. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? And you can't even you can't catch up with all the God moments. Exactly. That he's bringing. You're trying to process into them. your life. Exactly. Um, so so continue. So you got you. Got, how many? First of all, how many children have you fostered? This is Can our you say sixth foster kid? Sixth foster kid. Yeah, and uh, I really need to say at the outset, um, we stumbled into this for for not necessarily uh, the most James one twenty seven of motives. Mm-hmm. What we is wanted, James one twenty seven? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not have that memorized? I don't have it memorized. No. Oh. Okay. Just for actually, I do. I'm saying for somebody at home who may not. Of course, of course I have every scripture memorized. Yeah, James one twenty seven <laughs> talks about how true religion is to care for the orphan and the widow. There you go. Um, so a lot of people get into foster care because they they love orphans and 
and widows. And mm-hmm. uh, we've we're not anti-orphan or, or anti-widow. Of course, as you shouldn't be. at all. Um, <laughs> but we, we've always wanted to adopt. And, yes. And we started pursuing private adoption, and uh, it's prohibitively expensive yes. and just really uncertain, unclear. So yeah, um, we just thought let's just try foster care and see how it goes. Yeah. You know, if if it doesn't work out, then all we're out is our own emotional stability, and right. you know that. That springs back after a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. After, yeah, yeah. after years of therapy. So <laughs> uh, we tried it, and it's been amazing. Wow. And I think the, the most wonderful thing about it is uh, just the way your family grows. Mm-hmm. So not just with the foster kids that you have. Right. Or even if you get to adopt. But we've been super fortunate to, to have biological family around these kids. Wow. That... Um, are just great that, that want a relationship with us or open to that. And, and so we, we keep in touch with families and it really feels like with some of our foster kids and their extended family, like, like we're an aunt and uncle now we get to be part of their family. Which yeah. It's just been so awesome. And that's what struck me at talking to you guys and getting to know about the foster system a little bit is how it's, and, and other people that we know at Grace and other places, other churches around here that do this, it's it's not just because as an outsider coming in, I was like, oh, it's just about the kids, and you're, but it's it's the families, that the, the, the gospel opportunities for families and people surrounding these kids is huge, which I never knew. And, you know, we realized, so I work at a church, Jenna yeah. works at a Christian school, yeah. we're around Christians all the time. Wow. Which is some people's, <laughs> yeah, mm. like some people, that's paradise yeah. for us, not so much. Well, um, yeah, for everybody. I mean, I think we, you, that gets, you you, you want to have a, a blend of people, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and so this is an opportunity for people from the outside world and community to be in our home a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of feels like reverse mission sometimes, where... where sure. Um, people are just coming, <laughs> whether we want them to or not, they're yeah. coming into our home right. every week and every month and, right. and on a regular basis. So it's been really wonderful just to meet wow. people we'd never get to meet, wow. to be able to build relationships. I mean, there's sometimes, you know, we're sitting up at a McDonald's in Palmdale yeah. doing a visit with a family and just yeah. thinking how odd that scene must look. Yeah, You know, people sure. of different ethnicities, different backgrounds, spending time together. But it's just wonderful. And yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. on some level, I, I think it can be a picture of what the gospel is all about, which is God's ability to bring people who are very different very together. Different. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I, I would love to encourage other people to consider it. It's not, certainly not for everybody. There are sure really difficult, really confusing moments. Um, seeing a kid go away is both joyful and exceptionally painful. I mean, it, yeah. The closest thing you can liken it to is a death in the family when, yeah. when a, a child that you've had for six months or three months or a year wow. uh, isn't part of your family anymore directly. But mm-hmm. but it's wonderful. It's really wonderful. So we're not Man. sleeping. Man. And it's great. How old was this young Dolly Pie that you got? How old was she when she came to you? I, mean, I think she was three days old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. She's got thrush right now. What is Thrush? It's like a big time Thrush, the band? No, that's big time Rush. Sorry, it's Thrush, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like a tongue thing. It's like a really? infection. Really? It's gross. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So we got some medicine. And Poor thing. Now, knocking it out. So, how do you? Wow, that's that's amazing. She's got Thrush. Yeah, it's gross. Oh, it's poor gross. thing. Well, I, so I'm sure that you don't know anything about timetables or anything, but. Uh, we really don't. Yeah, we're just kind yeah. of we're just kind of here along for the ride. And just trusting. Okay, that's you know, good. If it's if it's a month, cool. If it's yep. three months, cool. If it's forever, awesome. Great. Well, we'll see. we will uh, we will encourage listeners to this podcast to be praying for your family. I would appreciate it, and we will be doing that. And I think it's fantastic that you guys were able to step out in faith, and also not to mention like that. That's the hardest thing is knowing you guys and having watched you have a few different opportunities. 
And then when you have to say goodbye like that, there would there would be a part of me. I think the the biggest barrier for me in doing something like that and Jill would be that when you have to say goodbye, I w- it would sour me so quickly. Yeah. I think on the process. Uh, but you know, I really do amazing. think it's it's really hard. I don't want to take anything away from that. And mm-hmm. some people, you know, we we went with training with people who had one kid and the kid reunified, and that was just that was it for them. Um, wow. But I think the everything else you get to experience really does make up for those painful moments, mm-hmm. and even. The joy of getting, and this doesn't always happen because they're not they're not always great situations that the kids go back to. But yeah. even to get to see a kid go back to family that loves them, yeah. and like that's just yeah, beautiful yeah. and sure. healthy. Sure. And to get to be part of that, you yeah. just feel like you you get a front row seat to something really unique. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we've talked about this before. There's no way we could do this were it not for the community of believers yeah. we have at church. Yeah. Right. One of our friends came over, and. Um, and, and helped uh, when the baby first came. We've had wow. people drop meals and diapers. I mean, everybody, there's no way we could do this yeah. were it not for, for the church family. So that's great. I mean, I even encourage listeners to think there's a way to be part of foster care that's not you being necessarily a foster parent. Right, right, To right. find a foster or adoptive parent in your community and to come around them. And Support just, them. Yeah, I mean, even just like a, a note or a text or some diapers are hugely encouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hugely encouraging. No, I think that's great. And I think that's that sense of community, again, within and without the church. I've been listening to a lot of Rosaria Butterfield lately. People listening, if you're not familiar, get hip to Rosaria Butterfield. Get hip. I'm telling you, she is she is an amazing, amazing lady of faith. Uh, just amazing all the way around. But like this hospitality thing that she talks about, like bringing people in. That's the other thing I love and I'm so intrigued about with the foster care is that you, whether you like it or not, people are coming in. You're being hospitable. You're you're loving them in your home, regardless of where they are spiritually or whatever. Well, that's been interesting to think about because. <clears throat> Janelle was reading Rosario's book, mm-hmm. and uh, I think gospel just, comes with a house key. Is gospel that it? comes with a house key. Yes, yes. I'm just convicted a lot because there are people that I work with at church and just mm-hmm. other people who aren't, aren't on staff mm-hmm. who are just super hospitable. Yeah, they're having people to their home all the time. Yeah. you know they're they're having their neighbors over and their basketball team over and people from church. Yeah. And we tend to be a little bit isolationist. Like we're just not we're probably not wired to have nine dinners a week with other people. But you're also in a season right now too, and she's quick to say that where they haven't always been in a season where they in their sure, life yeah. where they can do that. And but you I guys was convicted are not. that yeah. like we're we're definitely behind where we should be. Um, but I think for us, foster care um, is a way to be involved. It's a little bit different. And not everybody can do everything and not yeah. everybody is built for hospitality. I know people at our church who are definitely built for that in, in many, many ways. And we've been trying to do that a little more as our kids have gotten older, but yeah. we went through times where the kids were all little and it was, it just, it was hard yeah. to do right? that. You know? and, and not everybody can do everything all the time. I no. think Rosario right. talks about that. Right. Yeah. But like you guys have one of our members from church living with you right now. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. But that's you know, I might yeah. you know I might come live with you at some point too. <laughs> Anytime you're yeah. welcome. If you just need to get a nap or something in, I you know, need, I need a nap. when you're not, I, I was considering yesterday the Costanza of sleeping under my desk. Boy, dude, I I might, I might have to do that. I remember those days. I remember those days thinking, oh my gosh, this is, and it's not that you don't love them because you do love them, but you're like, this is never going to end. I'm always going to be tired. I'm always, yeah. but it just, but it goes by so quick. It but, really does. I mean, it's yeah. like. Three yeah. months, and then they can start sleeping through the night. Yep. You can do anything for three months, Cam. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I want you to know that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you Especially very much. Especially like when there's a bunch of God moments around <laughs> those three months. Yeah, I think it, as long as there's plenty of those. You're right. That's really the... You're fine. You need those GMs. Yeah. Sure. That, that's our definitely our Christianese phrase for today. Yeah. I think is GM. is the God moment. And not that there aren't God moments, but they're all God moments. That's right, Dan. That's uh, my book. They're all God moments, comma... <laughs> 
<laughs> Stop saying God moments. Oh my gosh, that is fantastic. So uh, that's what's going on in our life. But yes. You. Yeah. Yeah. So our life's whatever. But you. <laughs> yeah. You just did a really cool thing. I don't know how much you can say because I don't understand the legal system. Sure. 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 Your sure. industry. But you just got to be up in the Bay Area. I and did do some cool stuff. Tell us what you can about that. Okay, so I shot a pilot in um, for a, a television pilot up in San Francisco for a week, which was a blast. And I won't say the name of the show, um, but it's it's a uh, it's got some some pretty big players in it, and it's a um, not the least of which is yourself. Oh boy, that and a nickel. No, I'm probably the least of, of the players that were involved. But it's um, it's a musical, and I come from the musical theater world, which I, I always forget that. Yeah, and and so I like, know. Yeah, you really do sing, dude. I yeah, I do, and I, I was a musical theater major. I changed my major because I could still perform in musicals and not be, have that major, which I was like, okay, I'm not going to pay for this yeah. when I can <laughs> learn other skills and still participate and in so it. You but, did basket weaving, exactly. Yeah. I did basket weaving. Uh, might have, might as well have. Uh, but but so anyway, I, it's rare that I get an opportunity to um, sing and or dance, which scares the he double hockey sticks out of me. Uh, because when I was auditioning for musicals, my wife was on. Broadway, did a couple, three shows on Broadway, and when I was auditioning for Broadway-type things out here, the thing that would always kill me was the dance combination, because you have to sing, you have to do some acting, and then they'll say, okay, everybody, we're going to learn the combination, and that's where some choreographer stands in front of you and teaches you stuff way too fast, and you can't remember, (laughs) I I could remember a couple of the steps, but then by the time we got to the end of the routine, I couldn't remember the beginning of the routine. Let me ask you the most important question, though. Every time I see that portrayed on the silver screen. <laughs> Everybody's always wearing tights and those half shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, How many of those do you own? I own three netted half shirts. Uh, <laughs> two of them are turquoise and one is black. Um, <laughs> and and plenty of spandex and some leg warmers. No, yes, no, I don't warmers. own any of that. I still I have one pair of jazz shoes. I think still, which is the soft little Capizio shoes. But anyway, regardless, Capizier, you say. Uh, yes, yes, it was a blast, and I got to go sing and dance on the streets of San Francisco. And they had a choreographer who taught you the moves? I'm, I'm so right the choreographer was one of the most fantastic people I've ever worked with. I think I can say, I think I can say her name. Can you? Uh, on this, I think you I can. To, you want me to they didn't, it out? They didn't say I couldn't say her name, and I didn't. I haven't put anything on social media. Um, Mandy Moore, who did um, not to be confused with the Christian artist Mandy Moore, who did a Walk to Remember. Right. When or, you told me that, I was like, no way. Or the other one who is on uh, This Is Us. That's a, also Mandy Moore. There's is at that, least three Mandy Moores in the world. Right. So this wow. one, she's the choreographer of La La Land. Okay. And she and her assistant Jillian are, are two of the coolest people, and they were so great because as a non-dancer, like I got to sing in this. And got to do just a, a have a, a moment in one of these big musical numbers, but then they were like, "Okay, and you're also going to be in the dance number at the end." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I froze. <laughs> I was just scared to death. And I called Jill because she is a dancer, and I was like, uh, "I just, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out because all these dancers. I mean, who, they were amazing. And, and the thing I like about the casting of this is that they are not just all 18 year old nubile. Really, okay. like, yeah. there's every shape and size because what they wanted is they want this whole thing to come to life in a way that you're not sure who's a dancer and who's not. So it's very organic because a lot of times that's what doesn't work about 
musicals, you have to suspend disbelief anyway. Right. But these people, all of a sudden, you see people in the middle of the city start kind of doing real dancing, and you're like, holy smokes, wait a minute, that guy? Yeah. So it was was cool, but I was scared to death. So Jill talked me off the ledge, but it was good because I was able to do something. It's always good to challenge yourself, and I could push through the fear of that. And at the end, I got to really join these people who I would watch them go across the floor in rehearsals. We were rehearsing in a big ballroom in a hotel, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like magic. You watch people who are really good at something they do. And for me, seeing people who I don't, we probably, like, they were really kind and really cool people, but we don't probably share a lot in common, certainly not faith. You know, right. I would imagine yeah. most of them. And we had some conversations that were very interesting. I didn't necessarily give anybody the gospel, but there were some seeds planted. We did have God conversations. That's and awesome. um, and you find that people are generally open to that when you're just kind of standing around? Yes. I think it's how you... You got to find a hook, right? So, how do you get into that? Well, walk us... Pick one and tell me how you okay, get into that. Okay. So there was one, there was one uh, example where I was working with this gal who was a dancer who was added on just the last day. So we had like... I think there was probably 20 or 30 dancers initially that were... Some were local hires. Some were flown up from Los Angeles. And then... Uh, the last day they needed like an additional 20 or 30 dancers that they hired locally. They just put out the word to all the people who were there and they were like, look, you, do you have any good friends who can pick this up because it's hard dancing? They got they can't just be playing at it. So they had that plus 100 extras. So at one point the street, I mean, they had this crane shot that was just, it's, it's the coolest thing. So it's just people as far as the eye can see. And so this one gal who um, I'm pretty sure was probably, probably lesbian. Uh, very cool, very cool person. We were talking about like her life and what she was doing, and she um, she cooks and and has a pop up restaurant that she co runs with somebody, and uh, it sounds really amazing. And so we were talking about that, but she was talking about how this is the first dance gig she's had in a while because she kind of was thinking that was coming to an end, but then all of a sudden she got the call for this, and she's like, so I don't know where that's going now, and she says, I get nervous about that, and we were talking about just life, when you look too far down the road, you get anxious about things, and I was like, yeah, you know what, that, and there was another friend that I met there, and she was listening in, and we had talked about Christianity a little bit because she has a family member who... Um, is a Christian, but they've not had a great experience with Christianity because of this family member. So I knew she was listening as well. And I was like, yeah, you know, that reminds me of one of my favorite Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will set your path straight. And she looked at me, I was like, oh yeah. And then the other gal was like, that's really interesting. She says, you know, I know there's a Jewish saying, something like when you make plans, God laughs or something like that. And I said, yeah, that reminds me of another one of my favorite Proverbs, Proverbs 16, 9, where, uh, you know, the heart of a man uh, plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And she's like, I like that better. And so they were both listening, and I could tell there was a little bit of a moment like, wait, did you just quote scripture? But but I just, I just kind of kept going with it, and I said, yeah, it helps me because I, I tend to look too far down the road a lot of times, and it, it gives me anxiety, and those that that scripture makes and then I didn't I didn't hit it anymore I just kind of said that and moved on but also letting that go gal know that hey I'm a Christian and you probably have experienced I don't know this but I would imagine as somebody who's a lesbian would yeah. probably experience a lot of Christians who would immediately be like oh I don't know if yeah. I can talk to you or whatever uh, or if I can have relationship with you and the thing is the thing I, the biggest takeaway for me is coming back from this job is that all of these people who are so they all have the imprint of God's creativity he has put that imprint on all of them they're all image bearers mm-hmm. and and I was just I loved these people because 
there's no way that that talent, I'm sorry, but there's no way that this universe just automatically, uh, by accident, came together and gave those people those abilities. I just, I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody who's creative. So that was my biggest takeaway. So there was just little moments like that where, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't hammering her over the head, but like it was kind of a way for me to say, hey, this is my worldview, but let's keep talking. You know, that you don't scare me, in yeah. other words. You know what I mean? Because I, I love know. that. So I've been teaching a class at, at our church mm-hmm. um, about how to get in those kind of conversations. And mm-hmm. I think it's exactly what you did there, right? It's not. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we feel like we have to share all of the gospel or we failed, <laughs> right? right? And, yeah. And yeah. On a set like that or in a lot of just normal conversations, that's not yeah. possible, right? right? You can't like grab right. somebody's arm and like, hey, leave five minutes, here we go, and play. Right. You know, you're just, what you're doing is yeah. you're you're letting them know, um, I'm a Christian, right? Yeah. Here's my worldview. You have a chance to share a little bit of scripture. And mm-hmm. who knows how God will use that down the road. Now, maybe he'll open up other opportunities to follow up on that. Maybe yeah. he won't. Yeah, but yeah. you were faithful at least to kind of put yourself out there yeah. and to try to have those kind of conversations. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about how um, uh, we're always just one part of somebody's faith journey, right? Right, right, that right? We don't have to close the deal. Right. So that's awesome. And I, I think something I've been, even in teaching this class, uh, been really convicted about is how do I do that more regularly? Me too. Right? We've talked Me about too. this before, that I tend to put people in uh, my pastor box or my <laughs> I'm off duty box. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just really bad about that. I mean, even some of the people yeah. who come into our house for, for foster care, yeah. I'm trying to build a relationship with them. But yeah. sometimes I think about them as foster people, mm-hmm. not, oh yeah, these are mm-hmm. these are image bearers. These are yeah. these are souls who, who right. need hope. And so I think just being ready to not have a, a kitschy, like yeah. one line for everybody kind of thing, but just how do you get into deeper conversation yeah. conversation that isn't just about logistics or favorite place to eat but you're talking about worldview stuff yeah and who knows how how god will open up opportunities through that i think part of it is listening like i get i put a lot of pressure on myself like okay because before i went on this trip i was like i probably know who i'm going to be surrounded by here you know uh, that it's going to be probably a lot of people who don't share my worldview and certainly don't share my faith per se so how can i so I put a lot of pressure on myself, and then I, I get to the end of the day. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't close a deal for God, you know. And and but in 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 talking to these people, like really hearing them out and really listening and saying, what's your life like? And I got so many interesting. I had so many good conversations with people that way. So then, if there is an opportunity to, like you said, just speak one speak one thing into their life that is is gospel related and not but like a couple of the people that I met who are really cool I I'm not going to just maintain a relationship because they're projects yeah. as right. something else the Rosaria right. says yeah. but because I like them and I would like to have I would like to be their friend and if if out of this comes intentionality of sharing the gospel like we're going to have them over to the house cuz they live here in Los Angeles mm. and I That's would, cool. I, That's would great. Yeah, I would yeah what a cool opportunity yeah so it, it and, and if nothing else I I really like them, yeah. you know, so it I, just kind of pause there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really yeah. important because I think sometimes you're to your yeah. point, we think about relationships with unbelievers, we think about them as projects, yes, yeah. Um, and I think so much of a healthier way is to think about them as people with whom we have a relationship, yes, and that as we're faithful to live out the gospel and look for opportunities to speak gospel, yes, um, then God can, can use that. Yeah. To to open hearts and maybe even lead towards gospel conversations, but people yeah. aren't projects. People right. are people. They're right? people. And Absolutely. You see even you see in Christ's ministry mm-hmm. how much time he spent with people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, genuinely, not, not not just not just talking and teaching, but actually yeah. eating and drinking yeah. with sinners, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Spending yeah. time with them in community. So I think it's really important. Yeah. I want to affirm you, Dan. Hey, thank you. I want to affirm that. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a great experience. And at the end of the day, like when they. 
they all made me feel so comfortable. Like they knew I was struggling to pick up some of these steps at the end. And it was, it was nerve wracking because I was in the second, I mean, I was pretty visible on camera with the dance stuff. Okay. And I was really freaking out. It really was not much. I mean, it's it it's going to blip by like this. It was probably 10 seconds of dance, if that, that they're going to really be able to recognize me. But I was really scared about it. And everybody from the choreographers to the dancers were like, they saw me start and be like, hey, let's, let's like when we were not rolling, they'd be like, hey, let's try one. Let's, and they That's really would cool. really help me. Yeah. And I was like, you guys are so kind. And so, because, you know, it'd be real easy for them to be like, because they, they're all amazing dancers. And they could have just looked at me and been like, whatever, monkey boy, you're <laughs> on your stopped. own. Yeah. And, and they just, they came alongside me and really helped me and made me feel like one of them. And so for that small moment, like I remember at one point, the AD was saying, Okay, everybody, all dancers to set, and I'm used to watching them go to set and be like, "Oh, that's that's not me." And I was like, wait, "Wait, that's me. That's me. I'm, I'm today. I'm one." Of, and I felt for, I am a dancer. <laughs> and I told them that I, I said, "You know, you guys made me feel like for one day, you made me feel what you feel all the time—the magic that they do when they're when they're dancing, and it's they make it look effortless." You know, I mean, I honestly, there was a couple times like I can do that because they make it look that easy, and then you start and you're like, "Oh, I can't even. My feet are tangled up." You know. I can't even clap and sing. We go down to uh, down to Hope Gardens and do chapel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they'll sing these really upbeat songs, and yeah. everybody's into it. And I just feel like yeah. such an idiotic schlub because I just have to put my hands in my pockets and try to sway. Yeah, yeah. And still swaying wrongly. <laughs> and I have to apologize every time. Like, thank yeah. you guys for showing yeah. energy and worship. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm hoping this thing. I hope open this project because I don't think I would be a part of it because it's a one one and done kind of a thing. But. I hope for all of these people that it that it goes and it goes well and uh, and and it was good for me because it really gave me an opportunity to listen to people and to talk to people and to uh, to get the ball rolling and on trying to do that. And I think, um, you know, sometimes we feel like failures mm-hmm. in in evangelizing with mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. and I think it's because we've set this almost impossible bar where I have to give the full gospel yeah. and they have to respond in a certain way for that to be successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think. You know, we, we keep looking and waiting for the perfect moment, the perfect mm-hmm. opportunity, which leads us to not have a lot of those conversations. Right. Whereas if we just looked at the people around us and say, how do we have a, a worldview or a values conversation? Mm-hmm. So the notes that we're teaching in, in this class uh, were written by a guy named Cecil, uh, who was a missionary in Europe for a long time. And yeah. he talks about that. That really, you just want to get to a values level conversation. So have right. them make a value about politics or money yes. or retirement yeah, because yeah, yeah. then you're just you're talking right. about you're talking about a deeper level things that yeah. could give you an on-ramp so if yeah. we sought to have one interaction like that a day yeah. right, right 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 or two or three or whatever yeah those aren't failures right those stack right. up and we're, we're building relationships and we have entrance into people's lives they have entrance yeah. into our life and just i mean think about a full life of doing that and, and having yeah. good relationships yeah that god could provide many 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 opportunities to talk about deep stuff right as opposed to waiting for that one perfect moment where you can uh, so in tonight's lesson, we're talking about how uh, when we when we're trying to have engagement or conversations with unbelievers, yeah, the goal isn't to speak the gospel into the air around them. I think sometimes right, we right. we treat the gospel like witchcraft, right? And if I can just <laughs> yes. say these magic, the magic words incantations around yeah. your head, yeah, right, then, right, it's to engage them, yeah. which means to your point, it means listening yeah. and responding to them. It's not just reciting some kind of thing, right? As if that's where the power is, that we get all the words just just right, right. right. We want to deliver the content of the gospel, yeah, but we want to engage people with what they're saying. Right. So sometimes that means we don't we don't get to give a monologue and that's okay. And out of context it's it's impossible to really I think a lot of times you can you could 
you could just vomit out. At, that's not a good phrase to use, but I mean, you could just you could regurgitate regurgitate the gospel to them like by rote, but with no other context. I don't know. I mean, look, God can do anything, and the power of God is uh, is in His Word. But but for me, I feel like you have to set the stage a little bit because otherwise, if somebody is super post Christian, they're not going to have any point of reference for what you're Absolutely. saying, and so you have to you have to establish that relationship a little bit. Like one gal, the at the rap party we had, I was talking to her. And she's an amazing dancer and another one of these people that was just super kind to me. And we were talking about, somehow she brought it up. She was like, you know, uh, I think, I don't know. I just look at all the things that go on in the world. And I think, I think man is just, is really horrible. I said, yeah. I said, I think man is probably, uh, not probably. I said, man is, is, is evil before, you know, yeah, we're, we're not, we're not good. You know, we're not primarily good. We're primarily evil because otherwise you look at everything to her point that you, and she was like, yeah, yeah. And so I don't know where she's at with things, but just like you, to your point, what you were saying earlier, worldview, like extracting that or hearing that from somebody. So then if you do have another conversation with them, you'd be like, you know, what you were saying is true. And that kind of comes out of my faith, you yeah. know, like, yeah. I don't know. And, and I think it on some level, it's safer to do like street preaching or something like that yeah, where I'm just right. proclaiming the gospel into the air, yeah. not really an engagement or relationship. People are messy. And so when yeah, we enter yeah. into people's lives, yeah. um, it, it's going to be more difficult. It's going to be more challenging, but the opportunity is, is that much greater. It is greater. And, and you I, have to have a thick skin. Yeah. And I think you, I'm praying to be more bold all the time, to not be afraid to like let it go to that place. Because the other thing that I'm noticing too, and especially being in San Francisco, among the crew that I was working with tend to be also much more of a, um, a group of people who will associate Christianity with real conservative um, thought and again there's nothing wrong again we've talked about demonizing motives people can come at things from a liberal standpoint from a conservative standpoint and we want the same thing a lot of times not everybody right i think there's people on both sides who probably don't have good motives yes. but for the most part i think people have good motives and so i think it was the other part of me that was nervous is like if you find out i'm a christian or then are you going to think that i'm immediately making a judgment behind the scenes about your sin or about like whatever you know and that's where i've been listening to this rosaria stuff and rosaria Butterfield has this little twist on the the old the old saw of like uh, you know hate the, love the sinner but hate the thin but she talks about she talks about hate love the sinner but hate your own sin right and yeah. that's the thing because I got plenty of my own that I battle minute to minute every day and but for the grace of God like it's you just, didn't walk around the streets of San Francisco just hurling condemnation <laughs> and all the. Uh, the progressives up there. Well, that's and but that's that's the, the, my fear though becomes uh, are people going to without having full context to be able to unpack all of that stuff again? Another word that I hate, but like I'm so used to saying it. We're, we're pulling one out of the uh, treasury here. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh, like right before that scripture left my mouth with those two gals, I was like, oh, this is are they just going to look now and be like, okay, Jerry Falwell, right. um, you know? But they but they weren't because I had already we'd already been having long conversations before. Yeah. That and it was where I think relationship is really key, right? Right, right, right you're right. not just like, Hey, my name's Dan. Can I tell you a proverb? <laughs> right? Hey, I've got a coin here that's got a, a gospel right. track on it. There yeah, I'm go. gonna leave this tip, but it's not actually a tip, it's a track that looks like a $20 <laughs> bill. People love that. <laughs> and again, look, my cynical nature, not that that doesn't that may bear fruit at some point for somebody, too. I, everybody's got a different, a different approach. For me, I don't think that would be. 
the way I would do it. But uh, look, some people do that, and, and that's just great. Leave money too. That's all you got to do. Just don't leave a gospel <laughs> track instead of money. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Well, and also I think uh, you want people to see how you are, like to your point of like tipping or things like that. Like yeah. you want to, you want people to, because if you're if you're super stingy about stuff, whether it's an Uber ride or totally, something, yeah. and then you that comes out that you're a Christian, you're like, yeah, uh, boy, well, but you're yep, that's kind of a tightwad. Yeah, you know. So, I don't know. Look, well, this is a hot topic, so we probably have gone. We got to wrap it up. But we have a commitment to being under 30 minutes. Absolutely. We got to stick to that. But you know what, people? Uh, we would love to hear from you because Jared and I get all kinds of ideas from from people that's one thing we have a small class in our in our in our church that that we lead and it's always so helpful to hear people's ideas about how they share the gospel how they engage engage people and if you're somebody who is really good at that or has been doing that and you're listening to this podcast we would love to hear from you at blessingfilledhosts at gmail.com that's it right is it so here's a question i've had is it yeah. blessingfilled host or blessing filled yeah, hosts. Let me look here. I, I got to look. I would it up. hate. Uh, yeah, for them to send something so, and to it somebody doesn't else. get there. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's blessing filled hosts. Hosts plural. Blessing filled hosts at gmail.com. If you're somebody who has some ideas for us and would wouldn't mind sharing those with us, we feed off other people's energy. Yeah, and you if know? you if you don't want us to use your name on the air, that let us know that too. But otherwise, we we would love to just say attribute it and to somebody. Yes, I would love it. If yeah. people would just send us their God moments, you know what I mean? <laughs> just like give us a compendium of those brief, rare times yeah. where God is actually doing something in his creation. And to your point, Jared, I would like to hear from people who have their favorite Christianese phrases. So we would like to compile those and continue for to distribute book. those for our book. <laughs> yeah, for our book. Hey, that's a good idea. That's we should do idea. that. That's a great coffee table book. Um, so, but yeah, let us know. Like, just write us and let us know how you're engaging people for the gospel in ways that are or organic and that are real and that have and maybe are authentic. authentic. We want to unpack those. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that have paid some dividends. Right. Um, but yeah, let us know. And also, uh, yeah, just uh, let us know what you'd like to hear on the show. And uh, if you go to if you iTunes and you listen to us there, give us a rating, you know, give us a give us a high rating, especially Jared, because he needs the affirmation right now. I absolutely do. And Dan, I, yeah. I feel like I need to say, yeah. Uh, as someone who replays every conversation I ever have in my head yeah. uh, ad nauseum, uh-huh. I might have been more snarky than I should have been today, but that's a coping mechanism I have when I'm tired. So <laughs> if you were offended by the snark, I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Me too. And that's something, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm working on because I am... I'm not of, working on it. I just want to apologize on air because it doesn't cost me anything to say that. Dude, I am go- I'm working on it because I am a cynical, cynical, cynical dude, and I got I to gotta, I gotta watch that sometimes. You know what I mean? That's why God brought us together, Dan. Absolutely, brother. The accountability partner. Heading to Eden. Hey, brother. All right. Well, uh, that's it for our hot topic. Hopefully, we'll have Brian back next week. We have uh, some good things in the hopper that we want to discuss. Uh, We're always glad to be with you. Jared, as always, blessings. Dan, blessings. Barb, take us out. Thank you. See you next time. Hot Topic.